Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. They're, they're struggling, but uh, San Francisco 49ers, 7-3. and three, Feels like they're back. Solid win yesterday. And to me, the the story yesterday was Brock Purdy, obviously. He was incredible, I thought. Um, accurate, poised. He throws that, he drops that ball over the middle mm. like he's like he's been doing it his whole life. It's amazing the way he can he can throw that in-between ball and, and just split coverage. It's pretty amazing. Uh three touchdowns, no interceptions. And here's here's my thought today is that it like to me, you can doubt Brock Purdy still, or you can question him, and you can even worry that he may struggle down the line at some point or have a bad game when it when it counts the most. But to me, I feel like you look at the quarterbacks in San Francisco history. Right? Montana won a Super Bowl. Steve Young won a Super Bowl. You know, Jeff Garcia went as far as he took those teams. Kaepernick got to a Super Bowl. Garoppolo got to a Super Bowl. To me, Purdy is a quarterback, and the only thing that matters now is how far he can take this team. He's not going anywhere. He's going to be here for a while. Assuming he doesn't get hurt, he's basically on the clock like Garoppolo was on the clock uh, at the start of his 49ers tenure. So there's going to be... Uh, you can live with some stuff, and you hope and you hope he gets better, and he'll be able to break through at some point. But I mean, the only thing, the only question I have anymore about Brock Purdy is whether he can quarterback a Super Bowl team. And that's pretty impressive, considering he's fourteen and four. Like he's only played eighteen regular season games, right? I mean, this basically marked his circle around the sun and then some. And Brock Purdy already has you wondering whether he can get it done or not, and he's twenty three years old. Like As much as the question is a fair one of whether he can play at this level in the biggest of games, we don't know. We're not going to know that for some time, and that's okay because each and every week Brock Purdy seems to do something that just gives you a sense of comfort, that gives you a sense of the 49ers are going to win this football game, and each and every time he strolls out there on Sunday rocking the, the scarlet and red and gold, that you're going to be in the best possible situation position to succeed like Brock Purdy was perfect yesterday by quarterback rating 158.3 I don't know why that's the number but for whatever reason it is and he was perfect Brock Purdy pitching that perfect game had you like there were a couple throws that were wows the the Brandon Ayuk 70 plus yard touchdown that was a dime that he dropped in the bucket the repeated throws that you're talking about over the middle layering throws right above the linebackers hands but just before the safety can come in and take a shot 
dump offs to McCaffrey. Like he orchestrates that offense better than anyone else has in the Shanahan era. And I think the only reason that you have that question about whether or not he can get it done is because of because of his predecessor. If Jimmy Garoppolo wasn't around or he had a, had a different name or a different result, we would be lauding this kid for everything that he's done, which is just another ho-hum, 300-yard day, 21-25, 330, and three scores. Like, that is not easy to do, and yet he finds a way the majority of Sundays to make you say, wow, that looked pretty damn easy. Yeah, um, he, he's been... He's been terrific since he's taken over the starting job last year. I mean, he really has. A couple blips, but you name me a quarterback that hasn't had a couple blips in the last year. Everybody has blips. Like, does that game piled on top of Jacksonville make you just kind of forget the three-game losing streak? Like, yeah, yeah like it, does. it makes you wonder what well, happened over that month. Well, not to him, but to, to the team, like to the team. Well, I think this is one of those where after after some time and games have played out, you kind of take a step back and you say, okay, Cleveland, all right, he wasn't great, but Moody makes that kick, and now that losing streak's only two, and it doesn't feel as bad. What, what if, uh, you know, I know it didn't matter at the time that Purdy may have been concussed, but doesn't it matter? <laughs> like, what if... What if we found out that, that one or two of his interceptions in the game against, what, was it the Vikings? Well, it was the Vikings and then the... Bengals. Bengals. The Vikings is when he got hit in the head, right? Yes, yeah. So, I mean, for all we know, what if he was concussed when, he throw, when he's thrown two of his interceptions this year? Now, it doesn't matter. They lost the game. That's the way that one went. But it feels to me like Brock Purdy is getting... Getting even more poised, getting more comfortable, and man, he is just—he's been great. MVP consideration. I do want to get to what that. is he eighteen five eighteen and five with uh, touchdowns and picks off, yes. off the top of my head. Okay. Yeah, he's leading the league in just about every quarterback analytic you could you could him him and Tua are like one and two in every single spot. Although after yesterday, Tua might not be, but Brock Purdy. Right now, and you can put him in whatever conversation you want, but the only conversation that he and the 49ers seem to carry about, carry about is the letter W, and that is only that's all that he's done. Like Brock Purdy to me, and, and I think there's some larger conversations to be had about the totality of his career, and especially some of the stuff that lingered um, in in our minds from the three game losing streak. But just to put it in perspective, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are a team that the 49ers should wipe the floor with. Like, they were 13-point favorites, so they, they pushed or whatever. But that's a game sandwiched between a get-right game that everyone was wondering which 49ers team is going to show up in Jacksonville. They showed us. They throttled the Jaguars, who got back on track this weekend. And then you got a short week against Seattle followed by Philadelphia on the road, and then Seattle again. Like, this is absolutely a spot in a game on Sunday which the 49ers could overlook, could not take the Buccaneers seriously as a team that had lost either four in a row or four of five. Like, they had not been playing good football, but quietly have some pieces that make you say this could be a tough game. They got a decent defensive line. They got weapons on the outside. They got a quarterback that has made a name for himself as a former number 1 overall pick, seven comeback wins in his career. Like, they're not a bad team. And so the 49ers, that could have been a not, not a trap game and one that they lose, but not one that they definitively put their foot on the throats of their opponent and say, this is not going to be your day. Once they went up by 20, they might have 
put it in cruise right. control a little bit. I know they had one loss, Hufanga, and an ACL tear. That is really unfortunate because he's a good player. But you got through this game virtually healthy, showing dominance offensively, and you also might have found out a little bit more about how much depth you have defensively. So if we're looking at this game, I think it's one the 49ers could have overlooked easily. And I, and it would have been okay, too, because they're about to run through the gauntlet right now. But this was a game that you had to win, that you should have won, and that they did pretty handily. To, yeah, yeah, and you know what? I, I think that's, that's fair and accurate. To me, it's why now I think we know this is a really good team. Because I do think you go 5-0, and you lose 3 then you get right against Jacksonville. I think that's the game against Tampa Bay where really, really good teams will look at the gauntlet, Seattle, Philly, Seattle, and say, we got, we've got to maintain momentum. And I feel like the 49ers are one of those teams, especially against a team like Tampa Bay. If the San Francisco 49ers came out yesterday and were ready to play, didn't take this team lightly and and played really hard and focused. They were probably going to win the game, and that's that's exactly what happened. But you have to execute that first. I mean, to me, the best part about yesterday's game, if you're a Niner fan, is the no turnovers again, because that that would have been a way to get you beat yesterday to turn the ball over. But if you're not turning the ball over and you've got stuff going, it's going to be a tough. It's it's. You know, Tampa Bay was not outclassed, but but I never felt like they were gonna take control of that game or or the 49ers were ever in danger of losing that game. Yeah, and, and I think there are things throughout this game you could probably nitpick, and I'm sure we'll get into some of them throughout the four hours. But to me also, and I'm glad you brought up the, the turnover points, Donnie, because even though last week they demolished Jacksonville. From a perspective of Purdy, there were a couple throws that even Shanahan himself referenced as being poor decisions, like not exactly having great confidence in him deciding where to go to the football. Like that first drive that IU touchdown in Jacksonville was a throw that Shanahan did not like. There were other other throws throughout that game that made you say, oh, Purdy might have got away with this, might have got away with that. And that is also something that his detractors have repeatedly harped on. I don't know if you could make a single case in that category yesterday against him because every single ball that he threw, whether it be into traffic, whether it be on the outside, tight window, wide open, whatever, and there were a lot of guys running free, but he hit all of them. Brock Purdy hits the layups, he can hit the pull-up jump shot, and he can hit the open three. And if you give him all three of those looks and he goes 21 of 25, like that's a game where Tampa Bay, to me, defensively tried multiple things and Brock Purdy just said okay like that that's fine it's just going to work right. like it did not matter what they threw at him and for me the only way that he could have i mean given Tampa Bay a chance in this game was to have some turnover worthy throws and there were none of those didn't seem like it not yesterday uh Richard Sherman former 49er and Seattle Seahawks defensive back take a listen to what he said about Brock Purdy because yeah, I want to get into this. Take a listen. This is still a second-year quarterback. They scrutinize this guy like he's been in the league for a decade. He 
he's a second-year guy. He's playing outstanding. His touchdown-to-interception ratio is enormous. If he was a top-five pick, they'd be talking about him with Patrick Mahomes and as the face of the league in the future. But since he's the last pick, all people can say is that they're waiting for the fall-off. And it's been a year and a half of consistency from this young man. Either way, if he somehow takes this San Francisco 49ers team to a Super Bowl and wins it, he's going to take what he deserves because he don't have to ask anymore. What do you think? Here's what I think. Well, that's a guru right there. Hey, what do you think? Well, here's what I think. Uh, I love you, Goo. I know you're out there. What if? What if Purdy... I would run around this studio naked? Thanks, I'm man. with him. So, uh, Trevor Lawrence was the, t- the year that the five quarterbacks: Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, Justin Fields, Mac Jones, Trey Lance, Trey Lance, and Mac Jones. What if Purdy were in that group? Just uh, the le- the lowest pick was Mac Jones. I think at 13. What if Purdy would have gone to 10? Just hypothetically, would he be the guy Richard Sherman is talking about? It's a damn good question. I think, to me, like the fact that we're already having those conversations about Purdy, whether it's, can he get it done? You know, they're waiting for the fall off. And it's year two. That, to me, is a sign that you are either ascending as a top-flight quarterback or already there. Now, the one thing that holds a lot of people back is still the draft status to right. your point. Like if he was if he was the number one overall pick, I think people would be saying this guy's incredible. He's gonna be an all-timer. And I think because of where he is and where he was drafted, there's still some hesitancy. And the fact that we also haven't really seen him struggle much, that gives people pause, especially when you see the 49ers and their team, which is look, I think they showed a graphic of it yesterday. The beginning of the game. Brock Purdy this season with Debo Samuel and Trent Williams. And then Brock Purdy without Debo and Trent Williams. Without them, he averages 17 points. He's a 3-5 to touchdown-to-interception ratio player. But outside of that, he's been perfect. So there is a, a, a an extremely small sample size that people are going to cling to and grab onto because it affirms what they are already believing is going to happen, which is there's no way this guy can be that good. But can't you can't you now, don't you now allow for the possibility that he might be good? Don't you uh, have to? No, no, he, he's good. Right. The question is is he great? Well, and that's what Richard Sherman's talking about to me. Okay. Is he great? My, he still has to answer that. Well, yes, and so does Trevor Lawrence, and does Justin Herbert have to answer that too? Yeah. Okay. So the, the, like with picked because he was the I don't know maybe this is just me when I look at Brock Purdy right now and wonder how good is he really and how good is he going to be really I got to tell you the fact that he was this last pick in the draft that doesn't that's irrelevant to me right now mister <laughs> that's a four but it, it it's completely irrelevant now because yeah, if you want to judge him as this guy might not even be elite, yes, it's a, and it is an unbelievable story, and if he wins a Super Bowl, it'll be an incredible story, but I don't look at it like that. I look at it as he's now the starting quarterback of the 49ers for whatever reason, and he's quarterbacked for a year, essentially, and he's been really, really good. And so I don't look at Brock Purdy now as, in other words, even if he were the number one pick in the draft two years ago or the last pick in the draft, what has happened up to this point 
I think it renders all that irrelevant. Like, I don't care that Trevor Lawrence was the number one pick in the draft right now. I think he's pretty good, I guess, and he'll he'll be good, and, and maybe he'll turn into a really a Super Bowl quarterback. Brock Purdy, last pick in the draft, but he's pretty good, and maybe he'll be better than Trevor Lawrence. You know what I mean? That stuff, to me, doesn't matter, but I do understand. I, do, do you think it matters to other people still that Brock Purdy was the last pick in the draft a couple years ago? Where it matters to me is your baseline. Like when you are drafted number one overall, it's because you have a particular set of skills that are supposed to be above the rest of every other quarterback taken after you. That's why people expect a ton of Trevor Lawrence. That's why up until recently, people expected a lot out of the guy he played yesterday. Baker Mayfield is a number one overall former pick. Like, that guy was a damn good player in college. As I think said a lot of rookie record sees, you know, his, when he was in Cleveland, and then has kind of fallen off the map, and now he's resurfaced in Tampa. Like, but when you have that next to your ledger, you have a different set of expectations. And when someone that is taken last in the draft starts the first game of Mr. Irrelevant in, in NFL history and then continues to roll as if he's the number one overall pick, I do think that gives people pause because you would look at just. I don't know. Like we, we talk about it with basketball all the time, like measurables. You look at how far a guy can throw the ball, how accurate is he, how fast is he, how big is he. Like all these things that Brock Purdy is pretty adequate in, but maybe doesn't have the the top flight measurables. He doesn't need them, and that's to his credit because what he makes up for with physical ability. Although I think he's probably underrated in that department. What he makes up for with that is a cerebralness and an ability to know where to go with the football. And within this offense, and this is why I think he's so important for the 49ers now, he's the perfect quarterback for this system. And I'm not calling him a system quarterback. Right. He's the perfect quarterback for this system because what Kyle Shanahan demands of his guys is a willingness to take care of the football, to know exactly where to go, where to go with it, and to execute the game plan each and every time at a, a near flawless rate. Like Kyle Shanahan has a ridiculous, if not the most, like the highest expectation of any head coach or play caller for his quarterback. And Brock Purdy has delivered at just about every single turn. That's something that I can't refute. And I don't think that anyone else would be able to refute. But the only thing that they can cling to is, well, can he, you know, can he do it when things aren't going his way? And to be fair, he hasn't always answered that question with ringing bells, but when things are going his way, when he does have his full cast of guys, he's perfect. Like that—that that isn't to be dismissed. No, no. I, I'm not a system player. I, I am a system. I would rather have Purdy quarterback in the Niners and James Harden. Well, they'd have to adjust the throw him throwing left-handed too, Harden. I, I see Harden as a pocket passer. I don't see him getting outside the edges too much. James uh, Harden, yeah. Who, who would you, He's Cam Newton. He had that really good MVP year. Got close. Just couldn't get it done. <laughs> My question, uh, though, is, is uh, when when we talk about Purdy and compare him to Zach, I, if you hold it, well, you shouldn't be. Or if it's Zach Wilson's, well, but it's I'm I'm doing it for just draft position re- uh, uh, reasons. Sure. So. I don't look at Brock Purdy and say, man, he was a seventh-round pick, so I'm waiting for the other shoe to fall. I really don't. I'm saying, well, I've seen him for a year. He looks pretty good. I think this is who he is. You look at a Zach Wilson or a Justin Fields, 
You don't, I similarly, you don't look at them like, well, they're going to get it together because they were a high pick. You know what I mean? Like, I think the writing's starting to be on the wall for those guys too at this point. Not that they can't be, be get better, but I'm not a like I don't give Justin Fields any more of a chance to get better because he's a higher pick than Brock Purdy. Because I think it's obvious now that 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 Brock Purdy. He, he might not be able to be a great quarterback for every team, but he's better than a lot of quarterbacks in the NFL. I don't care what team he'd be on. You know what I mean? He's come on. He's better than a lot of quarterbacks we've seen so far. Yeah, and that's why like at the beginning of the season, I think I was I was hosting I was filling in for you, I was hosting a show with you, and we had a discussion around well, like what you need from Brock Purdy to be considered a contender or whatever. Like if Brock Purdy gives you top fifteen quarterback play, to me you are a contender. If he plays like a top five quarterback, like he did yesterday, like he did against Dallas, like he did against Jacksonville, both of teams have reason to believe they can make some noise in the playoffs. If he gives you top five quarterback play, the 49ers should be favorites to win the Super Bowl. Like, that's the way that I look at Purdy. Okay. If you get that version yesterday in a playoff game, there's no way in hell the 49ers are going to lose that game. And that's why people are asking the question of, can he win a Super Bowl? Why Sherman is maybe putting him into that conversation because there's not much else to critique. There's not much else to prove for him at this point. And all he can do yesterday is go out in, in regular season games, I mean, in a game against the Buccaneers or your two touchdown favorites. All you have to do is go out and it seems like pretty much just roll out the roll out the ball and Brock Purdy is going to ball out the way he did. Like yesterday to me was a, a game in which some people can look at and say, "Ah, oh, well that's what you're supposed to do." But he was still 21 of 25 for 300 yards and three touchdowns. Like, that is a great game for the majority of quarterbacks. Every but quarterback. because of the precedent that Brock Purdy has set, to his credit, means that a lot of people, national pundits, media members, might look at that game and say, huh, well, you know, it was just Tampa Bay, and you know, I guess you're, you're supposed to win that game. Like, no, what he did yesterday was still impressive. Well, I, I think you hit the nail on the head. I mean, what, what does he have to prove himself for? Uh, in in the regular season, I mean, he was, he was what thirteen and four in regular season games, something like that. Not fourteen and four, yeah. Okay, fourteen and four in regular season games. I mean, there there's only there's only one two questions to me that that are relevant. Can he stay healthy the rest of the year? And then how's he going to play in the playoffs? Knowing full well that something could happen in the playoffs where he may have a bad game in the postseason and you end up losing the game. Oh, my God. I mean, knock me over with a feather. A second-year quarterback who may not be able to get it done in his second year. Like, that's the part that's going to bother me, is if the 49ers get to the NFC Championship game and get beat and Purdy's okay, people are going to say, well, he can't, see? And that's that's going to be infuriating because quarterbacks need to get more than one crack at it. I know sometimes you only get one crack at it and you got to take advantage of it, but the the reality of the situation is the more and more games you play in the postseason, the more and more comfortable you're probably going to be in the postseason. So I want to see the 49ers make the playoffs and then go do it. And the bottom line is he's had... Three playoff games, two of them were good, one of them he got hurt. So he hasn't even proven 
that he can't quarterback in the postseason. But the 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 bottom line is I got some for you on the other side. Okay, the bottom line to me with Brock Purdy is he's entrenched in a way as a 49ers quarterback, like a lot of like Montana, like Young, like Kaepernick, like Garcia, like Garoppolo. So let's see what he can do. This team's pretty good. He's been pretty good. How good can they end up being? Uh, 888-957-9570 is the number. Uh, what did you think of Richard Sherman? Richard Sherman saying if this guy was a top five pick, he'd be the face of the league along with Patrick Mahomes. Interesting quote from uh, from Richard Sherman. It is a Monster Monday on 95.7 The Game, brought to you by First 5 California. To learn four things you can do to overcome toxic stress, go to first5california.com. 888-957-9570 is the number. Uh, we'll have John Dickinson at 1 o'clock. He was at the game yesterday. 888-957-9570. We're just talking about Purdy in the postseason now, right? He's proven everything he can in a regular season. It's just time for him to uh, do some damage in the postseason. Steiny and Evan on a Monday. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Why it's not? just not. That's what it... No, it literally is. No, it's literally not. 158. Four incompletes. Th- this yeah, court... someone dropped the ball. So... Purdy was... Perfect. That's not bad. Perfect. Uh, come on. What? Come on. I'm just talking about the... Re- Purdy was great. But it was perfect. Okay. You need to be quiet now. Uh, hey, a couple things. A uh, guy, guy on the uh, YouTube chat said, uh, and I'm going to do this now because you just got me upset. Uh, I guess he knows you're a Charger fan. He wants to know what you think of Staley. Oh, boy. Do we have the time? Do we have the drops? Do we have... Uh, can I hear this rant? I haven't heard it. Yeah. Oh, I like this guy. I like Deuce Staley. He was a good running back. I have full confidence, like I t- I've told you, and like I've told you from the beginning, I have full confidence in our way of playing. Full confidence in myself as the play caller. 
and the way that we teach and the way that we scheme, full confidence in that. We got to bring this group together and do it consistently. Shut okay? up. And that's where it's at. So you can stop asking that question. Okay. I'm going to be calling the defenses. Okay. So we're clear. So you don't have to ask that again. That's not a meltdown. Please. Oh, it gets worse. Keep it you going. Part two? Oh, keep it going. Give it to me, baby. I'm not here to talk to, to the fan base. I'm here to talk to my players, the locker room. I know that we give ourselves a chance to win every single week with the game plans that we have. Okay. And we have done it here. You guys act like we've never played good defense. That's not the truth. That's not the truth. You act like we haven't made any improvements. Today in the run game, we played outstanding. We're rushing the quarterback. What we got to do a better job of is in the passing game. And that's where our full attention is, and it's where it will continue to be. There were a lot of other things that caused us to lose today. It certainly wasn't our defense. It was the way we played as a team. We didn't play well on, enough on the red zone on offense. We dropped too many passes. Okay? We gave up a few killer sacks. Okay? We did this as a team. Stop making it about one unit because that's not what happened out there today. Our team lost, and I am fully responsible for it, and I take full responsibility. But we lost as a team today, and that's the storyline. I like this guy. I think the I think this team's going to be galvanized I after that. You. I hate you. Why would you say that? I I just like I like his I like it. Brandon's he ain't giving in. Okay, first of not all, not giving in after like, he uh, refuses the Raiders. What coach? McDaniel's? Yeah. They both lost their locker room. The Raiders. Oh, got rid we of don't know that about Staley yet. Yes, we do. Did you see his running back? Of course not. Jogged to the sideline during so. The, no, no. What's but wrong with that? The play was going on. That was the problem. Well, it was a run play, and he didn't run. Yeah, I, that's I, a guy that does not care I can't about who speak he's playing. To that. Doesn't care about his head coach. Doesn't care about. Give me a name of this guy. Austin Eckler. Well, he's a pretty good running back, isn't he? Not this year because of that guy we just heard. <laughs> Look, Brendan Staley's a, by all accounts, he's a great human. He's good, really, good he's no, solid. No, look, no, honest, quite honestly, Brandon okay. Staley, he's a, appears to be a good family man. I know he beat cancer. Oh. He's risen up from the ranks. Like, he's, by all accounts, a good human being. He's a terrible NFL head coach. We don't know, allegedly. Yes, we do. You can stop asking that question. You don't have to ask that again. Hey, uh, Brandon, are you a good coach or not? You don't have to ask that again. You can stop asking that question. Staley, are you going to be the head coach next year? You can stop asking that question. You don't have to ask that again. Yeah, because we know it's not going to happen. <laughs> you oh, five one, show, brother. Hey, 510, you do understand. Yeah, he's trolling. I understand who Deuce Staley is and Joe Staley <laughs> and Brandon Staley. All right. Uh, by the way, I'm looking at the YouTube chat, and uh, Evan's in for Guru today. Uh, and the YouTube chat said, uh, uh, from Carlos in Austin, he said, you know, on Saturday night, I heard Guru shouting, take the foul all the way down in San Jose. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, he that's, probably, yeah, he that's a tricky one, though. What do we have? 1.6? That much time? Yeah, for Chet Holmgren? Too much time. Boy, but I mean, 1.6, you got to be careful fouling there because may, he makes it seem like a shot, and the next thing you know, he's taking three shots. Well, he got seven feet and two inches to foul. I mean, he's the biggest guy on the court. <laughs> the only person he can get a shot off at that point. Yeah. I'm kind of with Koo. I guess I know he was screaming about it. He's probably he'd still be. I mean, I guess you could wrap him up and try not to even let him get into any kind of shooting motion. But I do wonder how difficult it is to defend just the three-point line. It's not that hard. That was my point. 
I've and they still gave one up. This is one of my pet peeves. Is I feel like in that situation, what you do is I call it the umbrella defense. The umbrella defense. You have, you have four guys, even though they're inbounding in your front court, you have four guys outside the three-point line. You keep one guy in the middle just for cosmetics, but you you, you got to make them throw that ball to the inside of the arc somehow or so far back that the guy's got to make a 40-footer. You know what might help? Mm. Having your best defensive player on the floor. Well, Peyton was hurt, Gary Peyton. Yeah, and Draymond was suspended. Yeah, well, that's the problem with Draymond. That's might have been able to do something about it. He might have. You know, as opposed to the Golden State Warriors signing, the 49ers pretty much have all of their best players. Right. And we were talking about the conversation earlier with, or I guess Richard Sherman brought it up about Purdy's draft status. And I don't know if that really means a whole lot to me at this point in his career, but I think what people still do, or what has replaced the the draftism coined by Mark Willard, is the surroundings. So let me ask you this, because I was thinking about it yesterday, and a lot of people were throwing out Brock Purdy, and his name should be in the MVP conversation, and it's understandable. He's got the stats to back it up. He's got the wins. You know, he's the quarterback of the second best, or maybe the best team in football, not by record, but by evaluation, whatever. Right. So, is he the MVP, or I'll, come, I'll, I'll just go ahead and coin this term, the MVPOE? Of, is he the most valuable player, or the most valuable product of his environment? Well, You can stop asking that question. <laughs> I mean, because that, that's well, honestly the, the, the okay. question, the concern that people have about him. Well, it's yeah. not that he isn't a good player, no, he but is it's good. how good are you when all of your boys are not there or when the chips are down. Ask me what I think of Brock Purdy. What do you think of Brock Purdy? He's pretty good. He's good. Good quarterback. Okay, now, is he an MVP? Well, honestly, then we've got to start parsing things like we always do. And I'll just go back to the Warriors. When the Warriors had Curry, Durant, and then to a lesser degree, Clay and Draymond, neither of those guys was going to win the MVP. The, you, how were you going to differentiate between Durant and Curry in terms of value? You had to almost throw them both out. So I do think when you're looking at the Niners, I do think that, uh, yes, you've got to take into consideration that he's playing on a great team. Doesn't diminish what he's doing, but it does, uh, it means something that he's in a great position. If, you know, when Jimmy Garoppolo and the Niners. Jimmy Garoppolo and the Niners were eight and zero. Was he in the Was he in the uh, MVP discussion? Probably should have been right, but you could almost couldn't you make a case Garoppolo would have been more of an MVP because he had less to work with. I mean, who's the MVP of the Niners? McCaffrey or Purdy? I'd say it's Brock Purdy. Okay, but it's close, right? Plays, plays a more important position, but but that's kind of the point. Though. True, it's like the fact that you're even considering that to me strips him of of the possibility like i, I agree if you and say that's not right all right who's the best player on the kansas city chiefs right it's patrick mahomes right who's the best player on the philadelphia eagles it's jalen hurts right who's the best player on well i guess he's out now but who's the best player on the cincinnati Bengals? joe burrow who's the best player on the bills josh allen best player on the 49ers you got to think about it now i would still say it's brock purdy 
especially after a game like yesterday in which he showed that, yeah, he, like McCaffrey was fine. He did, what, 20 carries, 70 yards, scored the first touchdown, set the tone. He's the ultimate safety blanket. But when Brock Purdy's got a Brandon Ayuk, who I think deserves a lot of attention, when he's got a George Kittle, when he's got a Debo Samuel, when he's got a defense that at least showed itself yesterday to be able to close a football game, then yeah, Brock Purdy is your best player and can show that he's one of the best quarterbacks in this league. But I just and I think to your I think it's a little unfair to immediately start calling for MVP attention for Brock Purdy because with that comes detractors, comes expectation, comes things that quite frankly do not matter to Brock Purdy and the 49ers because it doesn't like they aren't in it for individual accolades, I don't think. Well, that's the thing. Who cares if Purdy wins the MVP or not, or even if he's in the discussion? That like that'll figure itself out when they're when they finish thirteen and four, or fourteen and three, or twelve and five, uh, or or whatever. To me, the question is. Can the 49ers win a Super Bowl with Brock Purdy at quarterback? And I defy anybody to say, no, they can't. Like, that's that's where I'm at right now. He's done enough, more than enough in the past year, to allow a 49er fan to realistically say he can quarterback, he can be our quarterback, and we can win the Super Bowl. Doesn't mean it's going to happen, but I don't... how can you, and if you're out there, 888-957-9570, although I think it's kind of more of a troll, like, how can you look at Brock Purdy and say, yeah, they can't get it done with Brock Purdy? There's no way you can say that at this point, right? No no way. doesn't mean you're going to guarantee that they're winning the Super Bowl, but they could win a Super Bowl with Brock Purdy, right? Yeah, I believe so. I do too. If everyone's healthy? <laughs> I mean... Why, why can't they? And I, I I remember back at the beginning of the year. You think the 49ers are going to win the Super Bowl? No, I don't. Why not, Steiny? Well, I just think it's unrealistic. or it's it's You're asking a lot of Brock Purdy in his second year. Forget the seventh-round pick. I don't even care about that. A second-year quarterback to lead a team to a Super Bowl who only played half the season before. That's That, to me, sounds like a, a monster challenge. It's one that I'd say, boy, that's going to be tough to overcome. But now they're seven and three, and I see the way he plays. I'm like he's got a shot. They, okay. got, a, they got a shot. Of course they well, do. Then let me ask you this: yeah. After ten games, seven and three, mm-hmm. do you feel better about the 49ers Super Bowl chances right now than when you did at the beginning of the season, or than you did at the beginning of the year? Because that's a great question. You just said that's a great question. That yeah. They got a chance. You know, I think they're going to be in the mix, yada, yada. I think you had them in 11 wins, whatever the total may be. Like, they're going to be a good team. They're going to be in playoff contention. They're going to give themselves a chance to win the Super Bowl. So with the way that Brock Purdy has played through 10 games, he's leading the league in quarterback rating, QBR, net yards per attempt. Every analytic you want to throw under the sun, Brock Mm -hmm. Purdy is leading. Do you feel better now than you did at the beginning of the year about their Super Bowl chances? I think I feel the exact same. And I'll tell you why, is I thought, I think when the season started, it was Philly, the the, the 49ers, and Dallas. Okay, the Lions are out there. The AFC is, is uh, Buffalo, Kansas City, Cincinnati. Those, to me, were the top six, seven, eight teams. I think after 10 games, the San Francisco 49ers are still absolutely one of the best six or eight teams, and even and now even the, the Bengals are in a little bit of trouble. The one 
So a little bit. Yeah, well, they're done. Uh, you would think. <laughs> yeah. But the the thing with with Brock Purdy is and the and the San Francisco 49ers is they're seven and three. They're seven and three. But what does the three game losing streak mean to you? So in other words, it's the beginning of the year, and we said, okay, like my feeling was, yeah, top five or six team right here, um, and they got a, they got as much of a shot as any of the really good teams. Then they go five and zero, oh, and I'm like, man, they're pretty good. Then they lose three in a row, and I'm like, I wasn't like now they stink, but I was like, maybe they aren't the dominant team we thought. Now they've won two, and I feel like okay, they're seven and three. That's about right. That's a damn good record. Um, I feel like I feel the same in terms of their Super Bowl chances, and it's they got a shot. I think they have these. You know, to me, you still got to give it to the Eagles. Be, I mean. Uh, just say they're going to have to beat the Eagles at some point, right? They can't lose to the Eagles in a couple weeks, probably, and then beat them in the in the postseason. I mean, maybe they could, but... Um, well, it means you'd have to go on the road, which is why exactly. yesterday is significant from the victory perspective because you closed the gap with Philadelphia. Right. You set up a Week 13 matchup, if you, assuming you go win on Thursday in Seattle, to where the one seed is still in play. And that's something we, at 5-3... and three, were dismissing. So it so yesterday the win against the Buccaneers from a grand scheme of things is important. It also puts you back in first place in the NFC West. If you win this week in Seattle, you pretty much all but guarantee you're going to win the division, you're going to have a home game in the playoffs. All those things are significant. But if I'm coming from your perspective and I'm saying that at the beginning of this year the 49ers are yeah, got a solid chance. I, I think they're probably the second best team uh, you know, if someone makes a huge leap in the NFC, they could be the third, but they're definitively right now the second best team. Right. If I'm looking at it from that perspective, then I don't see how you couldn't feel better about the 49ers Super Bowl chances right now. Because huh. Brock Purdy, even though he didn't lose a game last year and the only game he lost in the playoffs was because of injury or got injured, we also didn't, like, I don't think we knew enough about him then. And the only thing we don't know now is how he'll deliver in the biggest of games because that opportunity was stripped from him last season. Even though he won two games, he was right. good. But like, I think almost the consistency with which he's played in the regular season does affirm my belief that they're contenders, and it makes me feel better about where they're at because at the beginning of the year, he was coming off of arm surgery. People were wondering if he was a flash in the pan. Is he actually the seventh-round pick? Is he a guy? Is he a product of the system? Who is Brock Purdy? And to this point, he hasn't given us any reason to believe that he's not the guy, which is what we were wondering about at the beginning of the year. So if you were a bit skeptical, which is understandable, I don't see how you couldn't feel better about their Super Bowl chances right now. Well, I think the the, the practical answer to that would be at the beginning of the year, you thought we can get the number one seed, and now 10 games in, you need help. You're going to need some help, and you're going to have to beat Philly in Philly to get the number one seed. Maybe, maybe that would be a reason why somebody would feel less optimistic because they thought the Niners would be 8-2 and two right now or even 9-1. and one. 888-957-9570 is the number. The San Francisco 49ers, they go to 7-3 with a 27-14 win over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Brock Purdy, uh, he's been terrific the last two games. And it matters, too, because he's coming off a three-game losing streak, a team three-game losing streak. But, uh, 
mean, he looks he looked terrific again yesterday. Very, 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 very accurate. Uh, Antonio in Oakland. What's up, Antonio? How you doing, man? Yeah, man. Brock Purdy, that guy is elite. You know what I'm saying? Because he delivers on the field. It doesn't matter about his measurables, where he was drafted, none of that. He gets the job done. You know, the the, the Niners, they, they picked him over Trey Lance because he wins with his mind. you got to win with your mind. It doesn't matter measurables. Just like Tom Brady, he won with his mind. Uh, Nikolai Jokic, he wins with his mind. He was an early 40s pick. And the Nuggets Green over Nurkic, even though Nurkic was, what, a 16th pick? Draymond oh, Green? Because he wins. Huh? How about Draymond? Oh, yeah, Draymond, too. Yeah, Draymond, yeah. one of the smartest guys yeah. on the court. Absolutely you know, you know, incredible. Brain and Braun. So, so, yeah, Brock Purdy's a top-five quarterback performer in the NFL this year. He's an MVP candidate. Not saying he should win it, but he's a candidate. And he's just going to keep on getting better, man, because at the end of the day, he's a second year, but he has to do – like, it's not his fault he got a lot of weapons. Every quarterback needs weapons. I agree with Patrick that. Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes struggled this year without having receivers. And he's what? All i ever hear is he's a top-five quarterback in NFL history already, Pat Mahomes, and he's struggling. So you think Brock Purdy doesn't need it? Everybody needs talent around him. Come on now, y'all. Yeah, and, and thanks, Antonio. Appreciate the call. You can't hold it against Purdy because he's got great weapons. But if we're talking about the best player in football, then well, to your point earlier, you do have to parse. But who cares? Purdy's not the best player in football. What? He just said that, not me. But, but like so. But and then this is where I was gonna ask. Well, I guess Antonio's gone. But do we really care about being in the MVP conversation? I don't. Like Guru what, does. Okay, but does that mean you're a top five candidate? Doesn't mean you're. It doesn't mean you're up there with with Hertz and Mahomes. Like, does it mean? Well, there. Okay, like, right now. Do, like okay, no, no, no. There's an NFC MVP and an AFC MVP. No, there's no, no, one league, league wide MVP. Okay, so who's who's the number one candidate right now? That's the thing. There's not a consensus right now, so I think that's why 49er tonight. fans, yeah, 49er fans care. Okay, because it feels like it's more wide open than it ever has. Like CJ Stroud, I think a lot of people get upset because they see this guy CJ Stroud. He's a rookie, yep. and he's getting legit consideration. And you look at the raw numbers, and CJ Stroud's up there. He's number two, I think, in total passing yards, up there with touchdowns, but he's got a lot of interceptions, right? Niner fans are like, hey, Brock Purdy's doing this. More completions, less turnovers. What the heck? But the thing with CJ Stroud is, who's his top receiver? Nico Collins? He's not doing it with Tank anyone Dell. around. Tank Dell. Tank mm-hmm. Dell. Never even heard of that guy. Army Tank? I don't know who he is. Third round pick. But that's the thing. Like, CJ's doing not with a lot of people, not a lot of expectations. So it goes back to what Ramona Shelburne used to say, and you know this word, narrative. Yeah. It always goes back to the narrative around it. And it seems like under Kyle Shanahan... Maybe the narrative is that it's the system, not the quarterback. And that, you know, that upsets a lot of Niner fans, and I think rightfully so. No, that's that's why I asked earlier. Is he the MVP or the MVPOE? Is he a product of his environment well, or most valuable player? We like, have to ask that again. Okay, here like I don't give a lot of credence or I don't think a lot about the MV, MVP. Here's how I do it. Uh, who's the best team in football right now? The Eagles. The Eagles. How's, is Jalen Hurts having a pretty good year? Yeah, he's been solid. Well, then he's it. Then he's it. He's the best player on the best team, and he's doing enough, and he's an important player. Like that, you know, un- when we're talking about the MVP, unfortunately, if, if Jalen Hurts right now and Brock Purdy have the exact same numbers, I'm going with uh, the Eagles because that's why the three game, that's where the three game losing streak comes in. 
Like, that hurts you. I do think a lot of people would argue, and I might, that A.J. Brown's actually the best player on the Eagles this year. That's not fair. Jalen Hurts. But, again, quarterback. Yeah, this position. isn't... Yeah, I'm not really talking best player. I'm talking about MVP. Because Brown's never going to win the MVP. Uh, no. Uh, oh? Well, name me the last wide receiver to win MVP. Boy, that's a great question. And that's why. I would have to guess Jerry Rice, but I that's probably not right. Not on Maybe game. never. I don't know. No, but basically, the, the reason why I... I We'll hear the conversation. It's like I remember back in 2013. I was I was a big fan back then. Loved the Warriors, and I remember when Steph Curry he got his first MVP vote. I think it was in 13. the The first year they made the playoffs and they won a playoff series, and it was huge. And I remember being so excited that he got an MVP vote. Like if, you know, they didn't win the championship. Right. He didn't win MVP. I don't even know if he was top three, but he got an MVP vote, and that was huge to me. But that was also because. I felt like he dragged the Warriors that year to, what was it, 40-something wins, got them a playoff series victory as a sixth seed. Like, they were kind of the underdogs. I don't look at the 49ers as underdogs. I don't look at Brock Purdy as the guy who wills them each and every week to victory. I view him as a huge piece of that. And football, I get it. It's different than basketball. It's one player among five. You play both sides, all that. But... It's difficult for me to look around to Ramona Shelburne's point, to Spadoni's point, to a lot of people that will come down the road of Brock Purdy and say, well, I mean, just just take the game yesterday, Stein. Brock Purdy made some outstanding throws. He made that beautiful ball to Brandon Ayuk. He, he, th- he threw multiple passes over the middle. George Kittle, the first drive. Ayuk, all those in-rounding uh, in-cuts that he makes, and he just puts the ball right there. And then you also look at some of the other throws and you say, well, that guy's wide open. Like that guy's non-covered. Uh, Brock Purdy, you know, creates time in the pocket, but he's he's sitting there with a clean pocket for the majority of the game, and that's where I do have to give a lot of credit to his team. That doesn't mean that Brock Purdy doesn't maximize that situation, but it means that I do have to gauge him and grade him on a different scale. Hey, with the holidays right around the corner, now is the best time to download the Odyssey app. You can listen to all four hours of Steiny and Goo, plus outstanding segments like the Morning Roast with Brian Baldinger or uh, Steve Kerr with Willard and Dibs. You can get it all on the uh, on the Odyssey app. That segment also brought to you by Flag and Anthem. You can stop asking that question. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? 
Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.